3, Philippians chapter 3 in your Bibles. Oh, let's see, am I on this, this one here? We'll give it a try this morning, see if it, see if it works. Got me now? Philippians chapter 3. I'll give you a little introduction, and then we'll read the scriptures in a moment. You'll have that passage ready. We've had an amazing year here at the church, and we're a very blessed church. It's, uh, it's been an odd last couple of years, but you know what hasn't stopped God? He's continued to bless throughout the years of COVID, we would say. God's been very gracious to us. We've not yet had anybody seriously hospitalized. I hesitated to say it when I wrote it, right? Because we haven't had anybody seriously ill. And, and one of the first things that popped in your mind, right? But you didn't want to jinx it, right? As soon as that thought hit my mind, I'm like, I don't believe in that. I believe in God. Whatever it is, it is. It's got nothing to do with jinx or not jinx, right? Amen. But God's been, but, but I'll tell you what, he does like thankfulness. And we're thankful that the Lord has been gracious to us uh, through this many, many times. All of us have suffered relatives and so on. But as far as within the church body, um, we haven't had anybody seriously ill or that I know of that was hospitalized with COVID. So we've been a very, very blessed church. We've had many new children that have arrived, new births, new families. God's been good. Pastor Dylan and Kaylee and Clara have joined us this year. Especially blessed uh, for me personally and our family. I'm delighted to have them. Some have experienced spiritual victories in 2021. Some have experienced spiritual failures in 2021. And I think I could safely say all of us would say yes to both categories. Had some spiritual victories and had some, had some defeats spiritually in our lives. It's the nature of the Christian life. It's an amazing thing to be a Christian. I'll jump ahead a little bit with this illustration because of the statement, but the Christian life, the nature of it is this. Being as I had this walking mic on, Zane, I'm going to use it. This is Christian life, okay? Amen. Man, I'm, 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 making, I'm going forward for Christ. Uh-oh, he's exactly right. What just happened here? I, I gained one stair. I, I was down there. Now I'm here. You say, well, yeah, but I've suffered some defeats. Yeah, but you're a step closer than you were. Amen? You're a step closer than you were. So maybe this year we go up, we go up this again, and, and, and we, 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 pick up a, we pick up a couple of, couple this year, right? You're not, you're not, Christian life's not going to be just, man, I'm just on the upward way. I'm pressing on it. I didn't sing higher ground by chance, right? No, I'm sinner saved by grace. You know, we're pressing towards higher ground. 
but you're, you're going to face some setbacks in life. Let's read our text. Philippians chapter number 3, verse number 10. I'm reading number 10 just because it's a great verse. That I may know him in the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death. This is Apostle Paul speaking. If by any means I made it, might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, Heavenly Father. We have a desire, all of us in our hearts, to be moving to higher ground this year. May this not be a year that we would say we went backwards spiritually, Father. It won't be all forward. But Father, may we be farther next year than we are this year. May we have one, another soul or two or five or ten to Christ more than this year. Will the church see more growth than last year? We ask God that you just continue to bless as you have been so faithful to us. And Father, we extend to you our deepest gratitude for your kindness and faithfulness to us. It's because of you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Verse number 12 says this, Paul says, not as though I had already attained. Apostle Paul says, I have not made it yet. Now, Apostle Paul arguably, without much argument, is probably the outstanding Christian that we know of in, in the history of Christianity. Now, that being said, there's a lot of years since Apostle Paul, and we don't know exactly the measurement of what God measures. I don't know. There's been faithful Christians around the world that have stood faithful in persecution and have given their lives as martyrs for the Lord Jesus Christ. We've seen it even in, even in the last recent days. And so we certainly know, we don't know the measurement, but from scriptures, we follow this man, Apostle Paul, and we find him to be the outstanding Christian that we probably see in the Bible. Of course, he and Peter, both apostles, and both very influential. As Gentiles, though, we lean ourselves a little bit towards Paul because he came to the Gentiles, Peter was given to the Jews, and Paul to the Gentiles. Of course, Gentiles, I believe, make up as the sand of the sea. The Jewish people have never really turned their hearts to the Lord. Now, unfortunately, the Gentiles have not entirely done that, but I believe the, the greater group that has followed the Lord Jesus Christ has been those that have come from the heritage and the beginnings of the Apostle Paul and the churches that were started and the Gentile people that were reached, that reached all the way to us. And what an amazing man, but this man that is so, we look to not anywhere close to Christ, but a man that we look a long way up to from where we're at. A man that was just persecuted so deeply and yet stayed faithful to the Lord, died in prison, alone, almost would seem friendless. You can't imagine how that could possibly happen to a man like the Apostle Paul. But the Apostle Paul said, I have not already attained. I would look at him and say, well, maybe you haven't attained, but boy, you've gone a long way. 
But he admits of himself, I, I, I have not attained, I've not gone as far as I wish I had gone. Are you looking at all of us? And I think we all would quickly say, mm, I have not attained either. I've not gotten where, he says, neither already perfect. In other words, he says, I, I've not gotten to where I believe that's full maturity. And I believe that's going to come when we see the Lord Jesus Christ. The whole Christian life is going to be a growth process from beginning till we see him. It won't always be going forward. There will be steps backward. Satan will, will win a few battles. But he does not have to win the war in our life. He doesn't have to win. We've experienced spiritual victories this year and some defeats. We find that Paul was never satisfied. By my book, he attained pretty highly. If he, he had just said, you know, he, he did indeed say, I finished my course, I ran the race, kept the faith, and stayed faithful to the end. But he was never satisfied. Have you become satisfied this morning with where you're at in your spiritual growth? All of us need to look at that and say, I'm, I'm pressing on the upward way, not stopping here. Paul was never satisfied. He said, I haven't reached my goal. I would tell you, Apostle Paul is saying here, I'm not as mature. He says, neither we're already perfect. I will tell you, I'm not as mature as I probably should be at age 65. Oh, that hurts to say it. The 65 and not as mature as I should be. We can all say that, can't we? Whatever age you are, you can say, I'm not as far as I should have been at this point in my life spiritually. What's that leave for us? That leaves us plenty of room for improvement. This is 2022. We have not already attained. We're not as mature as we'd like to be or we ought to be. We have not achieved as much as we should have. I love this word in the Bible. Verse number 12. It says, not as though I'd already attained, neither were already perfect, but, but I follow after. He says, I'm after it. Verse 13, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this thing I do. I haven't apprehended but this is something that I'm going to do. He says, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I'm going to start with you this morning on forgetting those things which are behind. Forget the failures of last year in our lives in your life, individually, collectively. Whatever, whatever it was that we look at and we say, Pastor, I should, it was a rough year last year. Variety of things could have come to your life that I don't even know about, but some people have had some huge setbacks this last year. That's not the story of your life. That's last year. We're in a new year. It's time to start over, pick yourself up, and move forward. Some have past failures in their life. 
And pastor, you don't understand what my life has been. You don't understand the sin in my life. And you don't understand the sin that would go throughout this entire auditorium this morning either. None of us do. We know each other as sinners saved by grace. That's how we know each other. It's not we don't know each other for what our past was and what Christ did. And didn't, we didn't know Christ in the past. Or even if we did know Christ and the behaviors that we did in the past. Nobody in the room would know anybody's life entirely. But sometimes we sit and say, but, but you don't understand my life, Pastor. You don't understand how it's been. This is a room full of like, really, compared to me, these are perfect people. You've made a mistake. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Nobody's past is anything that we'd like to say is just stellar clean. All of us have sinned. Satan's lie is if you sin or you fail, he will mock you. He'll mock you. Oh, so, so you're supposed to be a Christian and, and you did that again. What's he want you to do? He wants to discourage you. He wants to bring you down. He wants to make you fail. He wants to mock you. Oh, what kind of a phony are you? You're just a fake. You didn't really get saved. He's going to do that to everybody in the room at some point in time in your life, that he's going to discourage you and say, you're not even a Christian the way you behave. You're nothing but a phony. Past failures, Satan will throw up in your face, and he will tell you, you can't be, you can't be like all those other people at church wrong answer you're just exactly like all the people in this church you're a sinner saved by grace don't listen to his lie he will nag you all of your life i run into people and say pastor you don't understand don't want to understand i understand something that's that is so much bigger than what your sin is and that's jesus christ and the blood of christ that cleanses us from all sins Psalms 103. It's about in the middle of your Bible. Psalms 103. I would like you to turn there. I'm going to read a few verses. Say, Pastor, I had a bad year. I've had a bad past. Psalms 103, verse number 8. 103, 8 of Psalms. I'll begin to read. The Lord is merciful and gracious slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. What's mercy? I don't get punished for what I deserved. He gives me mercy. Verse number 10, he hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Wow. Verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Verse 14, for he knoweth our frame. He remembereth that we are dust. God knows who we are. He knows everything about us. But God in his mercy and grace 
has saved us. And he looks at us through the blood of Christ as forgiven. Don't let Satan diminish your Christianity. Revelation 12, 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is salvation come and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. You know who that accuser is? It's the devil. And he's accusing us before God. This will never end. He is Satan. He will diminish as you resist. The Bible says it will never end. Four seven it says, submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. He will always be, I don't care how far you've come, Satan is gonna still be trying to bring you down. It's just amazing how he will attack. You say, well, it doesn't happen to you, does it? Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes I recognize, Brother Larry, this, this, this is Satan's work in my heart and mind right now. This is not of God. This, this is what Satan, he's got fiery darts and he's never going to stop throwing them at you, trying to discourage and defeat. That's what, that's what he does. And he is an accuser and he will accuse you. He, he, knows, he knows what works in your life and he will keep pounding you with it. Jesus Christ has paid for your sins on the cross. Satan or you has any power to undo what Christ has done. You don't have the power to undo it. Satan doesn't have the power to undo it. You are eternally saved by the blood of Christ. That's who you are. That's who we are. Say, well, this wasn't such a good year for me. Let's start over again. Let's start over again. Let's shoot for higher ground. Don't be, let Satan continue down the path of discouraging you. He has no power to take your salvation. The Bible has this word. It's called justified. You're justified. It means this. Declared righteous by God. Well, but pastor, that would not be true because I'm not. That's what justification is. Declared righteous by God himself. Well, how does that work? It's the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us from all sin. The word justifiable homicide. I asked Ryan about that, I think, this morning or last night. Generally, that term, we think of it justifiable homicide. So, in other words, the person is not convicted for it, right? Because it's, it's, it's justifiable. So, for instance, somebody was trying to uh, harm you or harm your family, and, 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 and you shot that person. All right? So when you went to court, what would happen? The judge would say there was a reason why you're justified and you'd be set free. 
Why? Because the crime, there was a reason for why it was committed and it was a necessity. Even though it was a crime, the, it was justifiable based on the situation of self-defense, defending your family. So there's reasons why the courts would say you're not going to be punished for this because you're justified. It was justifiable why this happened in your life. When we say the word justification, justified, what's that mean? God has accepted the blood of his son, the death on the cross of his son, as payment for your sin. And even though you look at your sin and say, well, I still have this, I still have this, and I, I, I haven't defeated it yet, you're justified. You've been declared righteous in Christ. Why? Because the blood of Jesus Christ God's son has paid our price. It's paid our sin debt. And we have salvation in Christ. Satan cannot undo it, and you cannot undo it. You're saved. And don't, don't be discouraged that I didn't have such a good year last year, Pastor. Put it behind you. Put it right behind you. Satan's going to be at your heels. He always will be. No matter what level of Christianity you think you've arrived at, Satan's always, and, and when you think you've arrived there, you think you've attained, you know when, that, when you think that, you just failed. Because all we can do is what God enables us to do. We're empowered by God himself. Anything that happens in our lives that is for good and for God is because God's in charge of our life. And we submit to him. Satan has no power over us unless we give it to him, but don't be discouraged by him. Don't be thought that you cannot win this fight against Satan. You can. It is God we sinned against, and God has declared us righteous. Amen. The book of Romans, chapter 5, you want to spin over there. Right after the book of Acts, book of Romans, chapter 5, verse number 15. But not as the offense, I'm at 515 in Romans, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, next two words, much more. The offense of one. That's the offense of Adam in the garden. So, but not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, of course, Adam, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation. But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense, again, Adam, death reigned by one. Next two words, much more. They which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one. Jesus Christ, therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, who's that? Jesus Christ. 
the free gift came upon all men unto justification, declared righteous of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one many shall be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Oh, you don't understand what I've done. I know that grace abounds way beyond anything you can do. The grace of God exceeds it. We've been declared righteous. We've been accepted by God. The song says, High on a mountain of sorrow and shame, grace signed my pardon as Christ took the blame. When I'm called to answer for my history, Calvary answers for me. That's a good hallelujah moment right there. High in a mountain of sorrow and shame, I'm ashamed of my sin. Grace, God's grace, signed my pardon as Christ took the blame. When I'm called to answer for my history, Calvary answers for me. I'm justified. I'm happy in Jesus today. The sins I've committed, they're all in the past. They'll never condemn me for he holds me fast. I'm justified justified I'm happy in Jesus today the song says I want you to notice the verse back in the book of uh, Philippians there if you can get back to chapter 3 brethren I count not myself to have apprehended but there's this one thing I do did you find it there Philippians 3 13 but this one thing I do. Now, this gets a little confusing here. Forgetting those things which are behind. That's number one. And reaching, out, reaching forth unto those things which are before. That looks like number two. I'll talk about that in a minute. Let's look at number one of the one thing. This one thing I do. Reaching, I'm sorry, Forgetting those things which are behind. Forget those things that are in the past. Forget them. Leave them behind in your life. Showed you scriptures of the forgiveness of sins, but leave them behind. Then we see the next phrase. And reaching forth unto those things which are before. Tyler, that's one thing. The Bible says... But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. That sounds like two, doesn't it? Behind and before. But he says, this one thing I do. I believe this is what it means. It's all one because until you go forward, until you're reaching forward, until you're going forward, you're reaching forth unto those things which are before. Until you do that, you're never going to get out of the hole you're in. You've got to move forward into the future. You've got to reach forward. When you start reaching forward, what happens in your life? Your life begins to change, and what are you doing? You're automatically leaving behind those things that are in your past. But as long as you're not, as long as you're not moving forward, what's happening in your life? You're staying right where you were. Same old friends, same old music, same old habits, 
everything's going to be the same. Why? Until I start reaching forward, I'm going to be stuck behind. It is one thing. If I'm going to go forward, the only way to go forward is to go forward. Or I'm going to do one thing, I'm going to stay behind, or I'm going to go forward. You've got a decision to make, Christians. Are we going to go forward or are we going to stay right where we're at? Are we still going to say next year, well, I didn't attain to what I, what I could have attained this year. I haven't gone forward as far as I should have gone forward this year. Is that where we're going to be next year also? Or are we going to have gone forward? Are we going to leave some things behind and move forward to what God has for us in the future? Reaching forth unto those things which are before, Paul says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Certainly is an athletic term here, but he's, he's pushing himself. He said, I'm going to press. I'm not going to stay where I'm at. I'm going to press. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to... I'm going to move forward so I don't go backward. I'm going to move forward so I don't stay where I'm at. I'm going to move forward. Why? Because I'm pressing towards a mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Everybody in this room, God has a will for your life. He's got a position in your life that he wants to move you to. And I don't mean position as in authority. I'm just talking about God has a work for you. He has a will for you. He has a job for you. He's got something in this life that he wants you to do. And so what I'm going to do, I'm going to push forward, reaching forth to those things that are in front of me. I don't care who you are today. There's something in front of you. There's something that you haven't attained unto. There's something that we like. I like it. I like routine. My life pretty much has been a routine. Just pretty much every day has been the same. And I find myself, I just, I want a routine. Tyler, I don't want to get up and exercise. That's not in my routine. Amen? Now, I need to get up and exercise. But... It's not in my routine. I, 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 you know, it's just, I'm a man of character, so I don't want to break my routine, amen? But I just, you know, it's, it's just, I, I, I like just doing the same things, the same place, just a spot, right, that just, it's, it's, it fits, right? And, and that's, not everybody's that way, but maybe, maybe more of you than are more like me. We like just to kind of have our thing, our routine. And boy, you get me out of my routine. Um, that's not a good thing. Because my wallet's going to be where my routine was and not on my pocket where I need it right now, right? Why? Because I got out of my routine. I have a certain routine when I leave the house. I have a certain thing. Everything, everything is just kind of set. But you know, if we're going to move forward, guess what's going to happen to us? We have to break that. We have to break that routine. I don't care what it is that you want to achieve in life this year. You're going to have to break your routine to move into it. If you're going to move forward spiritually, you're going to have to do something different than you're doing exactly right now. You're going to have to change something if we're going to go forward. If we're going to break our routine, if we're going to do more for God, if we're going to, if we're going to accomplish something next year, we can say this year, I didn't, I didn't, not, I didn't haven't already attained. Neither are already perfect. But are we going to say, I'm going to press towards the mark? Are we going to press? Or are we going to stay in our, in our spot, in our routine? Well, 
Pastor, my plate is full. And everybody in the room would say that with you. Plate is full. But you know what? If we're going to get to a different place, we're going to have to do something different. Boy, isn't that rocket science, right? We'll have to do something different. Look at your life this morning. It's not about your past. Just kick that, just kick that can out of the way. Because the power of God, you're declared righteous. It's not about your past. It's about your present. And you're going to fall into the past if you don't move forward. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Folks, if we have a year exactly like last year, we had a great year. And boy, the Lord's brought new families in, a lot of new babies in the nursery. It's been a wonderful year. And, and, and in all fairness, this is a good crowd this morning. Very good. I know a lot of folks could not make it in. But this is a good crowd. This is a wonderful church. Aren't we good? Let's push ourselves. Let's put, let's, let's, let's just put, if, if, you, if you're lifting 100 pounds, just, can you put five more pounds on the scale? Put two, two and a half pounders on the other, on the ends of it and, and, and try to lift a little more than you did last year. Can you push? Can you press towards something? It is what God expects of us as believers is that we don't get complacent, we don't get stuck, but that we're pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day, still praying as I'm onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. My heart has no desire to stay where doubts arise and fears dismay. Though someday dwell where these abound, my prayer, my aim is higher ground. Let's push for higher ground this year. We can look at the past and say, wow, that was wonderful. Let's try to hang on to it. No. Let's press on. Let's press on. Let's don't get comfortable. Let's push ourselves out of the comfort zone and add a little more weight to the bar so God can do more with us this year. And we come to next year, we can say, I moved forward from where I was in 2021. I moved forward in 2022. And I'll tell you what, when you start moving forward and God's using you in more powerful ways in your life, you'll be inspired to move again.